Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. I'm glad you're listening today. This message is going to be very straight and honest. I love Jesus. And I'm living the life that I've always wanted to live. I left the life of high pressure. I no longer have to live up to anyone's expectations except the expectations of Jesus and those precious people who are friends with me, who walk with me, who also want that life with Jesus and have it. Think of a dear brother in Oklahoma, another dear brother in Florida, another sister in Virginia. I, men and women who have made the final choice, who've sold out, who've said, I'm going to follow Jesus. Well, I have to come back and ask the question. Are you sure? Are you going to drop back? Or are you going to follow Jesus? There's a story in 1 Samuel. It's the story of a man who was taking care of livestock. Wealthy family. A tall man. And God chooses him to be the king over over the children of Israel. Not because of his character. Let's be clear. God chose him because he met the requirements of the children of Israel. They wanted a king like all the other nations. And so they got a king like all the other nations. Saul. From the very beginning, there were questions about Saul's character. He was changed by the Holy Spirit. He prophesied with the prophets. He was changed into a new man, but would he remain a new man? I've been going through my notes. About five years ago, the Holy Spirit said to me in the middle of the night, I'm going to make you into a new man. I began to weep and said, Please, Lord, make me into a new man. And oh, he's been making me into a new man a man who serves and honors Jesus Christ. He took away my ambition. He gave me a much more intense desire to belong only to Jesus. He has strengthened my prayer life. He has cut out of my life many people and many things that did not measure up to the fullness of what he was calling me to. 
As I reviewed that, I began to cry out to the Lord again, make me another new man. Make me into the full man you've called me to be. Now, he said something very interesting. He said something frightening to me. He said, I will do it. Well, wait a minute. I thought I needed to cooperate with him. No, he didn't say come along and cooperate and we'll work together on making you... No, he said, I will make you into a new man. All right, I got it, but I didn't. I didn't get it. It was so contrary to my heart and my nature. I want to be involved. I want to have some say over what he does in my life. He said, no, you have no say. I will do it. It was only one thing I had to say. I won't lie to you anymore. I won't pray and ask you for anything that I don't want. I want you, Jesus. I want the fullness of your Holy Spirit. I won't lie anymore. Like, Jesus, make me into a new man. But in my heart say, I don't want to be a new man. I want to be who I am. I want to be all that I can be. That's lying to God. I hear from Christians all the time. Pastor, I pray and God doesn't answer my prayers. What do I have to do for God to answer my prayers? Stop lying. Stop lying to God about what you want. Don't say to God, I want more of you, Jesus, and then you don't want more of Jesus. You want more of your own life. I know of almost no honest Christians today. You want more of Jesus? Then stop lying to him. So I've agreed that I won't lie to the Lord anymore. That I will not ask for what I don't want. I have agreed that I will be made into a new man by the power of the Holy Spirit alone. I have come in agreement with Jesus about how my life is functioning or not functioning. So here's King Saul. He's the new king. He's the man. And he soon proves to be totally unworthy of waiting upon God. 
I need another car. I had my old one repaired. The Lord covered it. And I've been saying, I want another car. I've driven a junker for years. I want another car. Not a brand new car, but a much newer car than one that's more than 20 years old. So the Lord gave me the sign that I was asking for. And he said to me, okay, you can get another car. Well, what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what it means for the new man, the new Ray. It means, okay, thank you, Lord. I can have a new car now. I'll wait for you to bring it to me. Remember what he said? I will do it all. Okay, then if he's going to do it all, he's not speaking just, quote, spiritually, unquote. He's talking also about the practical living in the daily life of food and shelter and car. and I will wait on him. But wait a minute, I thought he said, yes, go get a new car. Oh, yes, but I've learned that means wait on God. And he'll bring the car. Hear what I'm saying. Saul could not wait even another hour for the prophet Samuel to come. And over that issue, he lost the kingdom. Some of you have been losing every blessing God wants to give you because you want to do it. You won't wait on God. The first most important lesson to learn as a Christian who's being made into a new Christian is to wait upon God. Stop going out and doing your own deal. Stop buying that new house. Stop buying that new car. Stop buying those clothes. Stop, 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 stop. Wait on God. That's what I've learned as he makes me into a new man. Now I'm facing real needs for the ministry. Wait on God. Wait on God. Oh, but... I'm not going to get this done. Wait on God. Hardest thing we do is to wait on our Lord. Eight months ago, I broke my leg. And he sat me down on the couch. Finally, I've healed enough. I can't put any weight on the leg, but the pain is much less. I can actually drive the car with a broken leg. (laughs) So when he tells me where to go or what to do, I make sure it's him. And then broken, I, I go to do what he tells me to do. 
I'm a man under command with a broken leg. So when will he heal me? He will heal me. When will he heal me? After I've waited long enough upon him. The broken leg is being used by God to shape my character. You want more of God? Well, he might break your leg. Would that be okay? He might lay you down on the bed with a sickness that looks like you're going to die. Would that be okay with you? Do you know how to wait on God and obey him? Well, we come in First Samuel, the 15th chapter. He's, he's told to go and wipe, wipe out the Amalekites, and he goes, and he and the army wipe out the Amalekites, except not Agag. Is he an Amalekite? Oh, he's the king. He's the snake head. Saul isn't going to kill the snake. He just wants the livestock. Wants to please the people. Finally, Samuel comes to him. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Oh, tell me. What if a prophet of God came to you and... Can I tell you what God said to me about you last night? Oh, oh, sure, tell me. No fear of God. No fear of God. Although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel, and he sent you on a mission saying, Go and completely destroy those wicked people. The Amalekites make war on them until they have until you have wiped them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you not obey the Lord? Has the Lord been speaking to you about some of the entertainment you're going to? Has the Lord spoken to you about some of the relationships you're in? Has the Lord spoken to you about some of the habits and ways that you have? And why haven't you changed? Why have you lied to the Lord? Why have you said, I want more of you, Jesus? And then you haven't obeyed him. Please, come on, let's be honest. I'm not here to play games. I'm here to bring you into revival. And I know the only way to bring you into revival is to say to you, will you allow the Holy Spirit to convict your heart? Will you begin to walk in radical obedience to Jesus Will you stop the games? Will you stop lying to Jesus about what you really want? 
The Lord knew what King Saul really wanted. Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? And But I did obey the Lord. I went on the mission, and the Lord assigned me to it, and I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agag, their king. What? Wait, 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 wait a minute. You completely destroyed the Amalekites, but you're, you brought the king back like your buddy. Oh, it, it was the soldiers who took the sheep and the cattle and, and the best, and they've devoted it to God in order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gilgal. What? This is crazy. This sounds like the modern Christian church in America. Oh, we love you, Lord. We'll sing for 45 minutes. We'll sing for an hour. We'll lift our hands to you and we'll praise your name. Right. And go out and sin against the Lord that evening. Like the man who says, I want the Lord. I love the Lord. I want a, I want a pastor. But I continue talking to him and just understand that his wife is saying no sex tonight. And he's saying back to her, you're going to make me sin. If you won't have sex with me, I'm going to have to masturbate. What? Come on, get real with God. He sees. He knows. He understands. My heart is deeply grieved by Christians who can talk all the talk they want. But they refuse to give up their entertainment. They refuse to give up their pornography. They refuse to give up their wickedness before God. Makes me weep. God wants a holy people. God wants to pour out the blessing of sanctification upon his people. He wants to make them holy. But they're lying. In the end, what they want is a nice mix of Jesus and the, and the world. Not a radical life of obedience where if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your if your left leg causes you to cut it off, any of you on YouTube right now want to tell me what you think? Am I missing the mark here? Am I being harsh or mean or radical? I don't mean to be. I love you with all my life, my heart, my soul. But I'm not going to lie to Jesus anymore. 
you get mad at me for this? I'll break my heart. But I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change. Heaven is my home. I'm just traveling through this wicked land, and I'm sick and tired of it. All of it. Wow. Oh, my brother, my sister. You don't need more theological training. You just need some discipline from Jesus. Samuel spoke back and he said, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? That's the very heart of the of the Jewish system of worship. The rituals, the offerings, the sacrifices. He says, Does the Lord delight in these as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? No. Today, obedience is better than sacrifice. I can tell you the only peaceful, joyful way to walk in Jesus is through submission to the world of heaven and not to the world of the devil. There are only two worlds, only two kingdoms, the kingdom of darkness and the devil, kingdom of righteousness in Jesus. You have to make the choice. You can't. Oh, how do I say this? So many of you listening to this broadcast do not accept a radical life of obedience and submission to Jesus. You want a nice mix of this world, this world's music, this world's clothing, this world with all of its allure and with Jesus. You want it all. You can't have it all. As one young woman said, I've given up my job. I've given up my house with a picket fence. Gave up my my marriage. All I really want is to be free to do what I want to do. And so I'm moving into a van and I'm I'm going to be able to live a free life, going where I want to go, doing what I want to do. Is that really what you want? Do you think that will bring you happiness? That will not bring you happiness. It will bring you to empty humanism. What are you going to do on the road? You're going to catch some man and have a a quick one-night stand and then move on? Is that what you want to do? Come on. 
That's not where life is. Life is living within the boundaries of safety and joy and godliness set by Jesus Christ. Come and be my disciple. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. And my joy is deepening day by day as I don't lie to God and I don't go the way of darkness. But I live with integrity, with honesty. I live with with giving generously to other people. I live by the word of the Lord. And it brings such life to me. It brings such joy to me. Rebellion, Samuel says, is like the sin of witchcraft. Every time a demon spirit is spoken of in the New Testament, it's referred to as an unclean spirit. There are no clear, clean spirits of darkness. They're liars. Arrogance, like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Samuel listens now as Saul says, I have sinned. Has he repented? Are you kidding me? No. I violated the Lord's command and your instruction. Has he repented? No, he's just finally, finally, finally telling the truth. He says, I was afraid of the people, and so I gave in to them. Now I beg you, forgive my sin and come back with me so that the people... I may worship the Lord. Has he repented? No. He says, I repented. Please forgive me. He's crying crocodile tears. Real repentance means a total change of behavior. Total giving up of the wickedness. Samuel says, no, I'm not going to go back with you. You've rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you as king over Israel. You're done. You're finished. I'm so, I'm so happy. The Lord has not yet rejected you, or you would not be listening to this broadcast. I praise God. His mercy is still there for you. There is still an open door of salvation for you. But the day will come. If you continue to lie to Jesus, he will reject you. And he'll walk out of your life. And you will have no interest in going deeper with Jesus. You will have no interest in stern words of rebuke such as you are hearing today. 
Stop lying to Jesus. You still have little time before he walks away from you. I don't know how much time every man's cup, when it's full, Jesus turns and walks away and the Holy Spirit is gone. How much more time do you have? And I'm speaking to those of you who are so very comfortable in Jesus. Oh, he loves me. He's my best buddy. While you continue to walk in disobedience to his Holy Spirit. You think you can get away with lying to Jesus? Oh, my. He says, I beg you, forgive my sin and come back with me so that I may worship the Lord. And Samuel says to him, I'm not going to go back with you. You've rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord has rejected you as king over Israel. And Samuel turns to leave. Saul, this very powerful man, reaches out and grabs a hold of the hem of his robe and it tears. Samuel says to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to one of your neighbors, to one better than you. He who is the glory of Israel does not change or lie. He's not a man that he should change his mind. Samuel replies, listen to this. I have sinned, but please honor me before the elders of my people and before the Lord. Come back with me so that I may worship the Lord your God. He talks crazy talk. I mean, he's saying, Okay, I sinned. I'm not going to lie anymore. I sinned. I should have waited. But please come and, and, and honor me by worshiping with the elders of the people before Israel. Come back with me so that I may worship the Lord your God. Is his worship going to be acceptable? Absolutely not. He is not repenting in any way. But Samuel has another agenda. Samuel's agenda is always the same. To obey the word of the Lord. I'm not going to play games with God. I'm not going to lie to Jesus anymore. I'm going to be straight up. My heart is grieved today because so many of you that I've spoken with, you're not straight up. You're still playing games with God. You're still lying to Jesus. You say, I want more, but don't ask me to give up this or that. So Samuel goes back with him. Now watch. This is true worship. 
not lifting your hands for 45 minutes and praising Jesus with little ditties. That's not worship, and that's not revival. Revival is when men and women turn their hearts to obedience to Jesus. Samuel said, Bring me Agag, king of the Amalekites. Agag came to him confidently thinking, Surely the bitterness of death is past. But Samuel says to him, As your sword has made women childless, so your mother will be childless among women. And Samuel put Agag to death before the Lord at Gilgal. That's Holy Spirit worship, where finally I obey the word of the Lord. Until the day Samuel died, he did not go to see Saul again. See, what we're dealing here with is radical obedience. My whole heart is for revival. But I know that revival, and according to Charles Finney, true revival is turning our hearts to obey the word of the Lord. Is there emotion in revival? Oh, yes. Yes, when you have to leave your lover, there's true revival. And it hurts. One of you, when I ask, are you married to the woman you're living with, dropped his head. He said, no, pastor, I'm not. When are you going to leave her or marry her? I can't do either, Pastor. No pain. No tears. Why does there need to be tears? He's not doing anything to obey the word of the Lord. You want tears? Then obey the word of the Lord. You want more of Jesus? Then obey his word to you. When you begin to see what a wretched and sinful person you've been, as you have been clutching after the things of darkness, everything will begin to change in your heart and in your life. And you'll stop pursuing the devil and his endeavors to seduce you, to calm you, to keep you happy. The devil can keep you satiated. But there is no joy in serving the devil. The joy is found in the heart, obedient to Jesus. So what changes do you need to make today? What plans do you need to cancel What appointments do you need to change? 
What recreation do you need to cancel? What appointments do you need to cancel? What do you need to change in the way you speak, what you say? What changes do you need to make in your favorite habits? What do you need to do to stop lying to Jesus? Let's pray. My Lord and my Savior, I love you with all my heart. And I want more of you. And so I ask for the fullness and the correction of your Holy Spirit that I would not lie to you, Jesus. In my thoughts, in my words, in my actions, Lord Jesus, don't let me lie. Please, may we tell the truth to each other. Lord, wonderful, wonderful Jesus, I love you. My life belongs to you. My time my money, my heart, they all belong to you, Jesus. Wash and scrub me clean by your blood. Make me into a new man. I've got to be a new man. Thank you, my Lord. Lord, know that there are many who will not appreciate this message. I used to be concerned about that, but Lord, I'm not concerned anymore. You've changed me. I don't need to please anybody but you, Jesus. It's you, Jesus, I want to please. And what a glorious... Truth to be married to a woman who wants only to please Jesus. And so together as a husband and wife, we are going all the way with you, Jesus. No more lies. Waiting upon you, Jesus. Literally waiting upon you, Jesus. I praise you and I worship you. Oh, Jesus, I praise you and I worship you. You are everything to me. Thank you, Lord. 
If you're listening to this broadcast on YouTube, I encourage you to go and just leave a message and pray to Jesus and make the same commitment to him. Other people need to see that I'm not alone, that many of you feel the same way. I'm not going to hide the fact that I feel this way about Jesus. I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm not lying ever again to Jesus Christ. That I'm not saying I want Jesus and then I'm going after the world. I'm not going to do that. If you'd like to testify to that with me, thank you, Jackie. Is there anyone else that wants to bear that same witness? Now, I know that some of you today are sick. And I've reserved the last part of the broadcast to be able to pray for you. I'm troubled that so many of you are so busy that you don't come and spend the whole time with us, with Jesus. But you have to decide. You really want Jesus. Then you need to tell him. Lord, I know today that listening to this broadcast are people like me. Been broken. Lord, I know that there are others who are sick. Who are harassed by demon spirits. who are afraid to step out and do what is necessary to get clean before you. Lord, I see people in the Spirit who are totally paralyzed by this message today. They don't know what would happen to them if they stopped lying to you. They've got their life kind of worked out between hard things and hard people and hard situations. And they don't know how they could survive if they finally said, okay, no more lying, Jesus. They don't know how to do that, Jesus. They've been lying for so many years. That's their... That's their go-to place, halfway in between. And Lord, I know that your healing power is here now for each of us who will make the commitment that we will stop lying to you. And that we will simply live the life of peace and joy in whatever our situation is whether you heal us or not, we will live this life 
We will trust you and walk with you. No more complaints. No more grumbling. If we live, we live. If we die, we die. But we die unto the Lord. If we live, we live unto the Lord. I'm concerned for you. Because many of you are so paralyzed, you're unable to respond. I've invited all of you many times to come to the prayer chapel, but you don't come. I know why. You're paralyzed, you have judgments, you're angry, you're... Oh, my brother, my sister, give it up. Put your life in Jesus' hands. Give up your demands, your expectations, your ambitions. Will you finally just start telling Jesus the truth? Tell your wife, tell your husband, tell your family the truth about you and go hard after Jesus. Oh, I don't know what my family would say. You don't need to know. You need to know only what Jesus would say. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come and serve. So, Lord, I ask for the healing power in every person today who is willing to stop lying and tell the truth. Would you come and minister to them, Jesus? Whatever that ministry needs to be, if it needs to be healing a broken leg or a disease or total lack of money, Lord, would you come with power? Your people would not lie anymore. That's the number one problem, Jesus, that we have in the American church. We're a bunch of liars. We say we want you, but we don't. We want our comfortable lifestyle. The church has accommodated us by building beautiful buildings. Oh, Lord, come. Please come. I lift up my heart to you, Jesus. I lift up my heart, Jesus. I know there are many listening who are also needing to lift up their hearts to you, Jesus, and together we do that. And we need the gift of courage, the gift of integrity. We would not lie anymore to you. And we need to step across the line into radical obedience to you, Jesus. Submission, Radical submission and radical obedience to you, our Lord and our Savior. Please come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, please come now. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Amen. 